Climbing up the mud just to see you smile. I really don't care, but it'd be cool if you'd stay for a while. Alright, hit me with it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. Unrelated filler, probably coffee night shorts. We'll see. Um, episode whatever it is, because uh, like I said, we'll see. This week, I'm being joined by a... Uh, it's been a while since we had this guest on, er, ever since we talked about Coco, uh, at, I think a little bit after San Japan, uh-huh. two years ago. You know him, Damn. you love him, uh, you've been craving and asking for him, maybe. His name is <laughs> Migo. So, yeah, hey, Migo. it's good to be hey. here. I, good to be here. Uh, you know, I was on the that Watership Down episode, that wasn't... Oh that yeah, was you were like, on the Watership Down episode, I forgot about that. that maybe was... a year ago? Uh, no, I think Give us that a little was bit in of January, actually. <laughs> I, I want to say it was maybe February. I'm not sure. I don't. It's oh, been wait, a while. I, I have my yeah. notes dated January 126. Oh, at boy. least that's when I took these notes. So it was around there. All right, close to, close to that. But yeah, it's been a while since we had Miguel on. Uh, we've oh, been yeah, meaning to long. do uh, a few other things uh, <laughs> with Miguel. Actually, it, they just you know schedules just kind of don't align or when they do stuff just kind of comes up uh now that i have my uh, technical studio up uh maybe more stuff will happen but i guess we'll see as we speak there is a puro pinche party going on out in uh in the back (laughs) but i'm here and they don't know i'm here it's a secret but also joining me is uh it's also been a while since we had this guy on his name is mark uh, not hey. as long as uh, Miguel, but you know it's been a while. Also, it's also been a while since we've done a coffee night short. No, no it's hard to find time for you. You're just so demanding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a needed little uh, <laughs> need a little tramp, I guess. Uh, now that I'm running three podcasts, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I guess technically I'm running them. I didn't want to do yeah. them. I wanted to do. I wanted to do one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I was kind of forced into. You can decide yeah. which one is which. <laughs> I was foisted upon you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, has it been uh, Yeah. with the whole baby thing, Mark? Yeah. How has yeah, it been? Just, just been prepping, getting ready and all that. Just buying all the stuff, getting all the bags ready. I think we're ready, as ready as we can be, so... Mm-hmm. We'll see when he pops out. Maybe during that double hurricane. Maybe. <laughs> and if you're lucky enough, uh, maybe you can have a hurricane named after him. Who knows? <laughs> Laura? Isn't it like Laura? Okay. Yeah, that's my son. Yeah, okay. But yeah, <laughs> it's been hard and then lots of stuff. And then our, I got a new neighbor that always wants to hang out. I mean, he's kind of cool, but I'm always I'm just tired of seeing him so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, you have. I don't uh, want to be a dick, but <laughs> yeah. you just you're not like in an apartment, to... though, are you? No, no, like an actual house neighbor next door. And he's got a real oh, neighbor. Man. You and a real neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Is he older yeah, or younger, just... or about the same age? About the same age, maybe a little older, but yeah, I don't, don't oh, okay. want to. Yeah, about the same age. And we have, I mean, you know, we have a lot of interest and stuff to talk, but I don't want to be a dick and tell him to stop. So, yeah, he wants yeah. to be your, your COVID buddy. <laughs> he wants to include you in yeah. his bubble because he's so lonely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's. All right. I never, he's never home every time. I know it's weird. I try to catch him and sometimes and. I think he works downtown or something. Yeah. And he just takes forever to get home. But oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you've never uh listened to a coffee night short or whatever this is gonna be, welcome. Uh we kinda usually review anime. This was not an exception. And this is a short anime. Uh, a lot shorter than I expected it to be, even though uh the supposed runtime is like about forty two minutes. 
It's an anime called oh, yeah, Dragon's Heaven. It's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> that that runtime. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess from start to finish, it's uh, about that time. But boy, is there a lot of uh, stuff going on. Like, um, <laughs> I, I, I expected an animation extravaganza, kind of. Uh, yeah. Only mm-hmm. because uh, when I was when I first stumbled upon anything about this anime was on on a like a what was it like a fifteen second clip on Twitter where it just showed a bunch of uh, really cool shit happening on the screen, and I was like, oh man, I'd like to watch this. And then Miguel linked the the anime a little bit later on after I saw that, and I'm assuming he saw he also saw something like super cool about it. Or, yeah, uh, I can't how, remember actually, what how i even stumbled across it i think i was looking up some stuff for mobius because i'm into his work ah. and then that showed ah. up i think that showed up somewhere as an aside i think it took me to like a forbes article or something was and, it uh, yeah that's how it came across across that was it the forbes article that you that you linked earlier to me yeah yeah it's that that same one which uh-huh. whenever you if you were to put if you were to look up dragon's heaven in youtube you're going to come up with the actual with the actual OVA and then you're going to come up probably before that now is that new uh, is the video a little review of it by that uh, anime YouTuber what's his name Kenny something Kenny Lauderdale something like that uh, he's gaining in popularity mm-hmm. and he has a pretty popular video of it right now that was posted within maybe oh. the past couple of months or so I was gonna see that. It's that's the one that says if Mobius made anime. Yes, I think so. That's probably yeah. it. I yeah, haven't checked it out, but yeah, I gotta check that out. I mean, it's almost as long as the whole OVA, <laughs> as far <laughs> as content is, actual content yeah. is concerned. But it's pretty cool. So you, he touches a lot so of the Forbes ma- article. So this, you, like, you hadn't known about this, or you hadn't seen this uh, OVA in the past. You had actually no. You're just new no. to. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so pretty much, I think me and Noni pretty much found out about it at the same time. Yeah, you know, within pretty, like no, maybe a day or something of each other. Yeah, pretty close proximity to each uh-huh. other. Because like, uh, as soon as Mega linked the video, I was like, "Oh man, let me show him this Twitter video that I saw." Yeah. And, uh, oh. But yeah, if you're, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's weird to, like, if you're super into mech, like mecha type anime. And you're just into how the mechanics of everything works and just design. You should probably watch this. Um, oh yeah. I don't. I don't know if if you're just like a casual viewer or like even even a hardcore viewer. If you, if you're not into mecha anime, I don't know if I'd be the kind of person that'll be like, yeah, you should totally watch this. Because like, oh, there's a lot of cool animation that happens. Like uh. A lot of intricate things and a lot, a lot of like actually interesting stuff that they do in the anime. Uh, but as far as uh, an actual uh, story, uh, it's kind of like a twenty-minute. Uh, how could I put this? How could I put this? Miguel? I can. I s- it's like a, a thirty-minute. I would say like an like an advert. I felt like an advertisement for what it could be, like like something that could be developed way way more like yeah, maybe even I a mean, series or a big movie like here, i think so here's, here's like a highlight reel so you're telling me like hey this is all great this is what it could yes. look like yeah like um so so is there anything do y'all know if there's anything like episodes because typically like with ova that means like oh there's like a side this this is a side mm-hmm. story to something else or is it its own um, story it's as its own far thing. as i know um, that, that's it uh, the, as far as animation is that concerned is, that yeah. is it. Kobayashi only made this uh, as far as animated. Now he did have some like mangas and stuff. Yeah, uh, but that manga that are is very also, hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find, mm-hmm. and I think it was also kind of short. Um, yeah, I can't find because ah. it's not. Uh, yeah, from what I was seeing, it really wasn't uh, collected into many anthologies the way you think of like a normal manga. It was like serialized, and he still, I think continues it kind of because he releases these art books uh what were they called was it super gun or was it hyper gun no do you remember what it, the I, hell it was called i didn't i don't think i got far enough into the article to actually read it oh uh, 
Yeah, that... It's something like Super Gun. Uh, he comes out with these design works like every year. You know, mm. Kobayashi puts out a new one, and within there you can see see some more story. But most of the story, I think, is mostly visual. Huh. There's yeah. not a lot of uh, not a lot of dialogue, but it just looks really, really, really pretty. Yeah, and even what oh, you yeah. do find in uh, online right now when it comes to the the manga it is just like uh, I want to say maybe just sixteen pages in total. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like I when I when I was reading that article that you linked, uh, and just to give Mark a little bit of context for the times. Um, around this time, which is the late 1980s, uh, early 1990s, um, depending on, you know, whenever you watched it, the main reason mm-hmm. that you would make something animated is to sell toys. Like that's the main driving force in, in Japan, at least. Yeah. That's really? why they made, that's why they made uh sailor moon. That's why they made dragon ball Z or dragon ball rather. Uh, that's why they made a lot of things. It's, it's just to sell toys. It's a mean. It's literally Whoa. really expensive advertising, uh, but it you know it sells because it makes people want to buy the toys. Like that's uh that's the way that Cowboy Bebop basically came to be. Also, like even during the the late the early two thousands is because they wanted to sell the the red ship and they were like, hey, let's make an anime about it, sell the toys, and that didn't end up happening, and they just made a good show. But this was it seems like according to the interview. <laughs> In the Forbes article that I'm, I'm just going to link to the show notes uh, just because we might reference it a decent amount. It seems like this was always also kind of created in a, in a means to sell like uh, model kits as a means to sell model kits, but it never right. ended up mm. actually having uh, as far as <laughs> as far as I can tell, it never actually ended up having model kits, but it was created to sell the model kits originally. And it just kind of never came to be to the point where, like in the in the first few minutes of the animation, the reason that they made those life-size models, uh, like you know, they they have live-action shots in this in this uh, show, and they have like mm-hmm. actual moving mechanical, uh, I guess puppets, Pup- like just, just I guess you would call them puppets, because yeah. they're rigged up and everything. Yeah. Like they have, they have them, and they have they're, like they, six foot tall, five foot, four foot tall. Like five, oh, yeah, like five foot tall. Is that yeah? Because um, at the end, they also really? show them playing with them. But those were essentially <laughs> also made as like a concept to to show that you could actually make these and like build them. Yeah, but it all just kind of damn. Yeah, uh, ended up not really happening. Yeah. So it's, from what from what he had said is that he was designing the stuff as a model kit and then the company didn't want to go ahead with the model kit so the rights reverted back to him and he was mm-hmm. like well I guess I'm just going to go ahead and make a show out of it yeah. and the studio that he partnered with they paid you know I mean they, they funded the uh, they funded the OVA but he paid out of pocket to do the actual live action intro yeah which he oh, yeah, had to read that yeah. he paid for all of that <laughs> stuff I mean that was kind of shocking to see that at the beginning I'm just waiting for the animation like what the what, hell is, what is going this? on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That was pretty cool, though. But I, it I was didn't expect to see cool. that or any stop motion or any live action things at all when I first started watching this. Uh, yeah, but it was it was actually pretty cool. Like if, that was really interesting. If you're if you're really into, uh, like uh, how could I put it, like mechanical porn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're the kind of person that sees uh, how like machines and how they work, and you're like, "Oh yeah, baby," uh, maybe watch the maybe watch the intro to the show. Uh, if you're into uh, a lady uh, being the main character of a show, and then being seeing a robot and being like, "Oh yeah, baby," uh, you should watch the rest of the show. Because man, <laughs> uh, like I said, there wasn't much more. <laughs> that i expected from the show other than like cool animation uh but i know that on the cover it had like a lady but i just assumed that she piloted the robot i didn't i didn't think that she would like that the robot would would have human consciousness and shame and uh (laughs) basically be a person (laughs) 
That's that's the uh, the actual title of this when you actually translate it from Japanese is the adventurous sexy girl and the bashful mech. <laughs> I mean, I'm just is it kidding, because I could I, I could believe that. <laughs> I'd believe it. Yeah, I would believe that 100%. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, that's that's basically what it is. <laughs> I mean, if if you I could cut out the part where you say you're kidding and we could just perpetuate this uh this lie and make people <laughs> believe it. <laughs> we could start it here. Make it so. <laughs> Oh. You heard it here, folks. And uh, I also didn't expect. But yeah, that was that was hilarious. I was laughing at that part where the uh, the oh, what's his name? Sentian? Sainin? The uh, mech. Shayan? Hold on, I got you. Shayan? Cheyenne. The the actual mech. Yeah, Cheyenne. I think yeah, Cheyenne. And yeah, where he was like. Covering his eyes or his yeah, uh, whatever sensors, he was covering his. He sensors. was covering his sensors so he didn't sense her her <laughs> lewd <Yeah>. nudity. <laughs> How shameful! <laughs> and um, oh, so funny. I also didn't expect a, a story about some. Uh, uh, how do I put this? So, when I was doing research for, uh, what was the show? Um, that Satoshi Kon movie, Tokyo Godfathers. Uh, mm. When I was doing research for that is when I found out that Brazilians are essentially the, the Mexicans of Japan. And, <laughs> and around this time, uh, the late 1980s, early 1990s, um, there were a lot of Brazilians getting granted like specific visas because um, back in the day, there were was it like um they had a tr- they had a, a working agreement that they would like send workers to each other and they'd trade between each like brazil and japan would trade between each other right and oh, uh, dude, that's still happening like yeah. there's there's a lot of like manga artists that are doing cheap work in brazil for some reason that's weird yeah like it's still happening to this day but around this time a lot of people were getting visas if they had if they were japanese if they were living in Brazil and had Japanese heritage, they'd be getting visas to go work in Japan and like, uh, to, you know, make money. And I don't like yeah. when, when I first, because I knew that, I don't know, um, exactly what, um, what's his name? Uh, dragons heaven, man. Kobayashi. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what, uh, Kobayashi was going for. Uh, if maybe this had some like uh, sub like this nationalistic subplot that a lot of Subtext mecha anime, yeah, that a lot of mecha <laughs> anime tend to have for some reason, or he was just mm-hmm. um, like inspired by the times because there were a lot of Brazilian Brazilians going, and he was like, you know what, nobody ever talks about Brazil because he's also like <laughs> at this time there were also not a lot of anime that had like a. Strong female leads, I guess. And I guess she's a strong female lead, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that counts, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as as strong as she can be in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Naked and uh, in a power suit. I mean, same thing happens with Ghost in the Shell. She ends up... Naked in a power suit. <laughs> there you go. There you go, strong uh, yes. and independent. Alita, same, same damn thing. Yeah. And, and this is before those, those anime, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not too educated on specifically anime around the late '80s. Um, I guess Bubblegum Crisis is the only other one that comes to mind. Uh, well, Bubblegum Crisis, uh, but I'm not he, sure if that's in the early '90s. He worked on Kobayashi worked on Bubblegum Crisis, I think. If I'm not mistaken, he did oh. mech design for for uh, Bubblegum Crisis. He was involved, I think, in a pretty heavy way there. I see. Dang. I'll I'll, uh, I'll double check, but uh, was he? Because I, like, I was looking through his bits of work just to see like what uh what else he had been on. Uh, but like I said, I didn't read that entire article in Forbes. Um, but shut up, Alexa. Uh, but I didn't. <laughs> Uh, Alexa, but this is also around the time where a lot of people that worked on anime weren't credited properly. 
like a, a lot of people would work on shows and they just not get the credit that were that were due because it just wasn't uh it just wasn't the practice that they would do in Japan. It was just yeah. you, uh, know, you it's kind of like corporations they did it for favors? No, it's it's co- how corporations oh. are now in America. You work for Disney, you are Disney. You are not people. You are Disney. Oh. You work yeah. in this gigantic CG studio. <laughs> you are gigantic CD studio. You are not a person. You are a cog in the machine. And only the giant C- CG studio gets the credit. And uh, it, it was kind of, it was fairly, I mean, you know, it, it still goes on in various different types of things. But uh, this was something that went on a lot in uh, the animation industry in the late 80s. Or, you know, when, when anime was still kind of like a, a newer-ish thing. It wasn't like brand new, but it was still, I don't want to say in its infancy, but it was like maybe a toddler. Yeah, it was, it was finding its... Uh... It was going through the adolescent years. It's yeah, finding it was, its, uh, you know. It, it was trying to figure out, like, the, what, uh, what's going on with the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe Where he does it wasn't fit involved. in? Maybe uh, he wasn't involved in that. He was definitely involved in something else, though, around that, that same time. I mean, he's done so much. I mean, he did, what was it? Zeta Gundam? Or, he's worked on. Oh, Gundam. yeah. funny because whenever as a director he just keeps i don't know if they're like pigeonholing him as this director but he keeps having to direct these dystopian female-led <laughs> animes <laughs> really yeah it's uh wait is he a part of alita no mm, probably not okay no. uh, i thought that's what you're like saying no i mean like as early as uh I want to say a few. Let me let me double check. I want to say like a few years ago. Uh, is this the right guy? No, this isn't the right guy. I clicked on the wrong guy. Give me a little bit of time. Yeah, this is definitely so, like uh, as early as definitely. A I don't know if y'all. He he worked on a on a dystopian future where uh, men don't exist or men rarely exist and women have learned to live without them but they must protect the ladies and then uh another one where uh <laughs> another female-led dystopian world where the death penalty has been uh removed or revoked and you know people are just kind of going uh. crazy and but like a it's funny how he's uh <laughs> like i said i don't know if he he wants to do it or if he's just pigeonholed into doing these dystopian future uh, female-led things. <laughs> I guess it's just what he's good at. I mean, I it's probably what he's good at, but he's also worked on... Uh, what's that space? Uh, uh, Harlock. Mark, no. Uh, Hot Space Cowboys. There you go. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> he uh, what? <laughs> yeah, he's worked on Hot... I mean, it's, it's close <laughs> enough to, to Harlock, right? <laughs> it's... Uh, Hot space sure. cowboys, baby. <laughs> so yeah, cool artwork. Um, Miguel, you mentioned that you knew of Mobius because this is like, oh, a, yeah. or something. This is really like resembles like Mobius type work. Uh, resembles. Or, uh, yeah, when he took uh, when he did his mech designs and character designs. I mean, there's some. You can tell like the Mobius colors, Mobius shading, those type of pastel blues and pinks. But, like, the scenes mm. where they're inside of the city, and I don't remember what the hell the name of the city is called that they're in, uh, they're, it's just, like, lifted directly from Mobius paintings. The background characters, their colors, their features, their positioning, ah. it's just like, boom. He just took it right out of the art book and was just like, yeah, let's I'm just animate this. this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's Yeah, that surreal, kind of surrealist, like, I guess futuristic 
don't know. It's yeah, it's kind of like to describe, a, but yeah, something like a. How would you? You would say have it? to look up Mobius to to kind of see because because Mobius is like a pseudonym for like I forgot his real yes. name, but yeah, who guy who does kind of futuristic, kind of. Oh, the yeah, only reason I, mean, I know of him is because I was looking at a like a different talking like an artist that was talking about like forgot his name he like was learning under Mobius and stuff and I'm like oh that that's cool I like that surrealist oh, I don't yeah. know what would you say like I mean you see his style type? you know his style and a lot of his stuff is a lot of his comic work or his artwork you'll see it and it's it's futurist but it's like a dystopian futurist you know it's like uh kind of you know fallout future. it's like fallout but like way way because the fallout games <laughs> the whole fallout universe it's it's pretty much right after the bomb and then a few centuries after the bomb and what have you but his artwork and his comic books like if you read the inkle and it's i-n-c-a-l you'll have i mean mm. it's a post-apocalypse everything is like a wasteland but then you have these hubs where everything inside of it is like super futuristic and super advanced uh, so he has that unique, unique style, and something that you'll see that other artists have taken from him, other than the line work and and stuff. He he does this. He likes those hats, uh, <laughs> and you'll see them in the huh. in the OVA in the background characters wear these like really big, tall, tall helmets. Hats. Yeah, yeah, and that that uh. design even made its way into uh, Cheyenne because you know his his head there is kind of oh, pointed, you know what? Uh, pointed up like that. There's like a, yeah, there's like a bar scene for somehow the mech. He's in the bar with her, with the lead I, I, girl. I think they were they're outside just like in the sitting cafe. at a bar, and yeah, they have yeah, they're just chilling. He's like yeah, it's like it's, twenty feet tall, but he's still in there. Yeah, and, it's fine. There and yeah, that's where you see helmets and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. get a you get a sense of the the little bit of the world that that exists there, mm, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and you do have everything oh, yeah. over there. What there's like what there's the machine empire, and then you have like some human city states they're all just like these little clusters of of people they lived within these walled cities and they're i guess self-sufficient yeah maybe they trade within one another it said here what did it say it was a thousand years right that's how long he had been yeah uh, dormant yeah he just he just sat down one day and was like i'm tired i'm gonna go sleep yeah I wonder what happened to the corpse. I mean, did it just? Uh, I don't know. I mean, did when he, he just was disintegrate there, inside of him? When he opened up to to oh, show God. the cockpit where the corpse died, I mean, he just wasn't there. Yeah, I was expecting like some moment of horror hmm. from the from the girl to be like, "Oh my God, there's a skeleton <laughs> in your." But no, and that did not happen. Nothing. <laughs> and mm. the. So I think we all watch the same version of the show. Like one of the one of the bad things about something as old as this and as uh, limitedly distributed as this is that it's going to be pretty fucking hard to find. Oh yeah. And even if you're looking for a, like a secondhand uh, DVD, which supposedly exists, um, I haven't been able to find it in eBay I, uh... or Amazon listings. But uh, they exist. I know there's this art book that you can find for uh, $295. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. But, uh, I was as, tempted. Cool. <laughs> but as far as <laughs> actual, like, uh, an actual physical DVD that I've seen, I I don't know. He According to, to uh, Kobayashi, he sold the... Uh, Makoto Kobayashi. He sold the... Um, was it the not the theater rights the uh basically the right the rights for the like actual show itself everything except the name uh he sold it to AIC uh here in America the or not not in America but he sold the rights to to AIC which is uh anime international company and uh, i guess <laughs> they have they have mm-hmm. uh they can do whatever they want <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they haven't. Uh, I, in that article, he does not want to make a Blu-ray. He says, "Like, ah, I don't care. The DVD is like the. I think that's it. He doesn't. He thinks when you transfer it to Blu-ray or you do the remastering and upscaling, you can lose some tones and colors, which you can, but yeah, you can. not if you sit down and do it yeah, the mean, right way. I mean, that would be fine if, if the DVD was just Man. available. 
Because yeah, I want it. That'd be great. I mean, the, the grainy, the super grainy, obviously shot to film and then kind of left out to get dirty and dusty. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a video that we saw. I would I would really like that to be clean. <laughs> I mean, yep. the, you know, the, the filth kind of adds to the aesthetic. What? Yeah, the, the filth yeah. kind of adds to Come the aesthetic on. in a way. Uh, but it would be nice to have a clean version of that. Uh, <laughs> have a super clean version. I mean, because there was, it was released on... I don't know if it was officially done on VHS. I'm sure it was in Japan. America never got anything. Yeah. Uh, the, I've seen some of the some clips from the VHS. Released, and released damn, direct, it's, it's direct to home video, apparently. And yeah, most, uh, yeah. most original animated videos are... Yeah, they're just uh, oh, boom right on the, unless it's a big deal like yeah, uh, and sometimes it's a pay-per-view. like some Gundam stuff or yeah, and then those mm. will get a those will get a special you know watch the TV watch our network to see this crazy stuff. But, yeah, like uh, I know all of Gundam yeah. uh, Thunderbolt was a uh, pay-per-view basically. Uh, that yeah. OAV was pay-per-view before it was released to uh, DVDs, mm. nice and expensive DVDs. <laughs> That you can get right now at rightstuff.com. <laughs> right stuff, since we're talking, yes. Since we're talking about how he uh, ripped off people, I I do appreciate how he like was really influenced no, no, no. by oh, Star Wars. I like oh, definitely could tell from that opening oh, or like yeah. the opening animation thing, like yeah. like Tatooine type like desert and like any. I mean, it even says in that in that article that you should link that he was. He said, right? Something yeah. like that. He was like, yeah, he said that he, yeah. Saw, he saw Star Wars and he was like, oh my God. Because that was the whole thing. He was so interested in yeah. mech design and background design and just the design, you know, design. Yeah. And nobody else cared about it. And then he saw Star Wars and Star Wars paid so goddamn much attention to the design of everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And apparently, if you ever wanted to do that kind of uh, like mechanical design work, you'd have to take special training which is like it's weird to think about that now but everything was like back in the day every everything was segmented mm. a lot more a lot of people were i guess you would call it specialized in one specific thing they weren't uh like masters of all trades uh, yeah there was no jack mm-hmm. of all trades i mean yeah. you had it was like assembly line you know you do this they do that the other person knows how to do this and it's all just separated out listen we can't we can't just throw this paper away we can't just throw away these colors these are the only colors we have for this yeah, specific so use them. we have to use them <laughs> uh, uh man i hopefully one day i i'll release that uh or who knows if i can uh go to ushikan there's a lot of cool stuff that happens uh some of it unfortunately i can't mm-hmm. release because of uh audio uh issues international audio uh copyright issues that i was informed oh, of at the yeah what? that i was informed of at the con they told me that i can record whatever i want i just can't post anything that has music on it and a lot of the super interesting stuff has music music on it oh. uh, but if you go to listen to our ikukoito interview uh i think you you can get a little bit of uh Understand. Get a taste. Yeah, get a, get get a, a taste, taste of the glory. Of, yeah, of, of what uh, <laughs> what some of those panels were like, because it's it's really interesting to learn how all of that used, like how old animation used to get made in Japan. Uh, in America, it was probably similar, but not the same. And uh huh. Yeah. I, I don't know what one more one more you got to say about uh this this heaven hey, of wh- dragons. <laughs> it was pretty cool how they, you know, she's not really a pilot; she's like a, a partner, you know, the uh, a life partner. You, yeah, they, well, that's they make right. a pact that's with what she other. wants, yeah, yeah. but but uh, you know, that's because he's well, totally he, he, he penetrates that uh, that cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's totally sentient, and he can do whatever he wants. But they mentioned in there somewhere that he's that they're designed to be to fully operate or to operate even better when they have a human uh, partner, 
yeah you know installed so i mean it, it seems like pretty cool it seems like a human would literally just get in the way but you know that's cool if if they say the power so, of I'll friendship believe it. yeah and if any yeah, if they, i know anything about anything it's that in japan they design around the power of friendship and love and yes that's but strongest, in this uh, anime they didn't do it in a in a hand-fisted you know <laughs> annoying way it wasn't like yeah and then she gets into the cockpit and then hearts show up all over the robot and then he turns a to like a unicorn or something you know that didn't happen thank god no and according to according to the the robot uh this girl has the power of luck which is uh yeah, might, be, might be even greater than the power of friendship <laughs> <laughs> so you could fire up a, a gun right next to her that'll decimate everything around it but she's, she's lucky alive. god damn it uh, that was pretty cool. That that whole thing, that the the machine empire. What was it? Brasilia, right? Or uh, I don't remember specifically what it was called, uh, but I know it has something to uh, do with yeah. Brazil. And that may have to do with the uh, that movie called Brazil from when was it? Mm-hmm. Maybe the early eighties or late. I think it's the early eighties. I'm gonna sound animated movie no no it's not animated it's a live action it's by um it was directed by one of the uh one of the founding members of uh monty python 1985 and now i can't think of his name just tell me his damn name Nuni. just what's the name of the director he's very famous terry gilliam terry freaking gilliam who is also terry gilliam though is american and terry Uh gilliam is involved in animation or at least he used to be if you've ever seen monty python we're getting off on a tangent here but he did the he was responsible for those animations the the changes in between scenes mm-hmm. uh, where they have those weird animations they like they're like paper cutouts of stuff and it's just crazy stuff yeah when you think of monty python mm-hmm. you that should be one of the first things that you think of and he was responsible for for those uh for those animations uh, there he did have that movie called brazil which deals with uh which deals with like this sort of futuristic, uh, futuristic city. So I don't know why else they're choosing Brazil. I don't know what that has to do with with anything really, other than maybe some sort of <laughs> subtext that Nuni touched on. But that looked weird. The the building that they're going into, it's like a giant baby's head or something with yeah. like guns sticking out yeah. of its eyes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, that very. Um... Well, what's that word that you? That's a real, that's a real style that you just kind of use, um, yeah. like known things and use them in other ways. Just you know, make a baby's face yeah, a yeah. fucking base. Because why not? <laughs> what's that? Yeah, I, I like the like the mechs themselves. They're like they seem like kind of interesting, different kind of mechs. Like, I don't yeah, know. they're they're not they're not your stereotypical angular typical. Uh, and you know they have angles, yeah. And shit, but they're yeah, they're very. But- um, like they're very heavy in certain areas. Like yes. some are heavy on the legs, some on the head. Some are top heavy. Some are, like the yeah. bad guy. What was his name? In uh, I can't even think of I, it now. Uh, uh, it's um, uh, oh, man. Can't remember his name, but I know he's he has a boombox head. Yes, he, he has, has like boom- that hammer head. <laughs> yeah, and he has like a very very lanky body with with yep. these uh these. I guess they're just—they might as well be talons. They're just super long fingers that he can yeah. use as knives. Oh yeah. And then and you have uh, Cheyenne, who's like the inverse who's a, of that. He has he's like a the pointy boy. head and then the chunky boy body. Yeah, he's got them thick ass oh, legs. Yeah. <laughs> Those thick body, that yeah. thick body. And then the like, like the so other. Are there any? Yes. Are there any like like anime other like OVR anime or something that are like? very similar to this that come to mind that you're like hey this is like that or well you're asking the wrong guy if you're talking to me <laughs> or maybe <laughs> the wrong question uh because uh i have somebody you can i have people you can ask i'm just not them people uh because okay. i'm not really the like i i like mecha shows but i'm you're not the mech guy i'm not, I, the, I mech guy. I'm not the anything guy I am merely a jack of all trades. He is uh, master the of none. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I know yes. a little bit of everything, much like in uh, much ah. like in life, I know a little bit of everything, a lot of nothing. 
Yeah, there's too there's too much that's out there for me to be able to say that. Oh no, there's nothing like this. But uh, as far that I've seen, or even perused, or come across, or touched on, nothing has this sort of color palette. Nothing has the Mobius style. They're they're the closest thing you're gonna get to uh, to as far as touching on Mobius' style is Nasca. Mm-hmm. Is the Hayao Miyazaki, you know, Studio Ghibli Nasca. Oh. And if if you look into that, that's it. It's because I mean, the, Hayao Miyazaki was great friends with Mobius, and uh, <laughs> Miyazaki had even said that once he stumbled across his work, though it was already too late. His style, Miyazaki's style, was already so defined that he could not incorporate Mobius's style into his own style. <laughs> yeah, or he would have done so. Um, but they were they were actually really good friends in in real you know real friends. Uh, but the glider and Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, if it, it's like in most of the movie, the thing that she glides on, that uh, Mobius has things that are like that uh, in several of his works. Uh, what was the name of it? It's like Iraq or something like that. I mean, that's, that, I think it's Iraq. Uh, if you just look up Mobius, it's going to be one of his earlier works or one of his big time comic works it's no dialogue i don't think it's just really a journey of a of a guy with one of those damn helmets riding on this this glider thing uh, and it's like a silvery uh. glider and that 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 comic right there inspired so many people in comics and movies and design i mean mike mignola of hellboy fame he was directly inspired by that he went on to make uh, or to illustrate a comic uh, called Prince Corum, which came out I think the year before this, the year before Dragon's Heaven, mm. and pretty much oh. all of the humanoid characters or the main character at least has that helmet again. That helmet is is freaking everywhere. I wish I knew what it was called. I mean, it's some sort of like uh, and it looks old like very... style French helmet or something. Yeah, it look it looks uh, like because it seems familiar. Like it's not it's not something new. It's something that you feel like you've seen before, yeah. in my opinion, at least. Mm. But uh, as far as like, I can't tell you things that have a similar. As far as the mechas, mechanic, like the mechas go, I can't mm. tell you things that have similar, uh, style to similar this. designs. Yeah, uh, style or for, designs. For but the I can mech, tell you things that you'll he, like. Yeah, I mean, he did stuff. I mean, of course, Kobayashi has designed so much stuff, but his his style is very, for the mecha, is quite organic. Yeah. You know, as as Nuni pointed out, it does not look like your mm-hmm. RX-78, you know, from Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. You know, which just is humanoid. Uh-huh. They don't look like a general humanoid. They look like a purpose-built machine or a more organic yeah. machine, which you see with the, uh, you know, things are circular, the angles aren't as rough in most cases. You know, they're smoothed. Yeah. The edges are smoothed. Or you'll have those things that, uh, like on her suit when she put it on, uh, sticking, like jutting out of her knees, she had those, like, long, long, uh, almost horns or spikes. Those uh, those design elements, you can see those in some of the mecha that he designed in for uh, Mobile Suit, or for Gundam Zeta. Mm. And you can see... Those type of designs showing up in other Gundam mobile suits, uh, specifically the the uh, that sort of bottom half, the thruster unit of those uh, of the three oh, other robots yeah, yeah. that the bad guys summoned up. Yeah, those you can just see those are just like copy and pasted onto onto mobile suits later on, <laughs> uh, and to and they're generally the Zeon the Zeon forces. Uh, they're pretty cool. His design is very very unique. I mean, it looks like it's supposed to be a mecha, not like, oh, we designed a... it's a, just a giant robot man. You know, it's not a robot it's anymore. It's not a robot. It's it's not a robot. Yep. It's a mecha. Or in this case, what do they call them? Sidroids. Sidroids. The, oh. the technical term for these <laughs> things were... Cyber androids. Mm. A cyber androids. Cybernetic anthropomorph or something. <laughs> uh, uh, they did. That was there was that one that one scene where they have uh, they have the two, you know, evil robot ships, 
and the they went to go to the town to attack it, and they got destroyed by the by the dragon, by the dragon gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, the dragon's breath. That one shot. That mighty. Yeah, shot. one shot destroyed everybody, and so the ship goes back to signal the main the main bad dude, and they signal it with lights. They don't they don't have radios. No, they don't have radios. They they still use SOS. Uh, I mean, not SOS. They still use uh. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Beep, 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 beep. Morse code with lights. Yeah, the Morse, Morse code with lights. <laughs> which, which does have a technical... There is a technical name for it, I can't remember it. Uh, uh, what I was reading is that he did the same thing. I guess he liked that. Because he he's put that into other into several other of his works. Where so they do, they signal with lights. Can, yeah. I, I mean, can't you see, in the year 3195, that's how you communicate? Yeah, it's the only safe way to communicate. It's because your your yeah. radio signal is so easy to just you know hack into that you might as well show them what you're talking about through lights. Yeah, that was the other thing too is that he's looking at it and he even makes the remark, "Tell them to slow down," because they're <laughs> because they're I can't flashing it too fast and I can't understand <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> what kind of robot? Fucking robots. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the audacity. Uh, Oh, uh, that's pretty funny. Unintentional humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, or maybe sure. it was intentional. I don't know. This guy is crazy. I mean, Kobe is yeah, crazy. He spent. He had to have spent thousands of dollars to make those life-size models and have them all rigged up on puppet string and different with wires. With his own money. And do, right. With his own freaking money. So that's... Uh, he's own. crazy, man. And if you want to watch this, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's on YouTube. Watch it before they get trigger happy and take it down. I mean, because I that's know. just what seems to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, and it seems like it's been there for eleven years. So I don't know if it all. But now it's going to have more people watching it because Nuni, you're giving it the bump. Uh, yeah, yeah, all those thousands and thousands <laughs> of people. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, at least, at least one, you know, one, one or two out of the like. 40 people that listen might go to might go to it. But we'll see. Might cut this out. Who knows? Usually cut out whenever <laughs> I talk about stuff that's not there legally. Sometimes I don't. I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's a gray area. Yeah. It's a gray area. That's... But but the Anime International Company uh, may uh, say otherwise. But we'll see. They sound fake. I mean, it just sounds... It just sounds fake. It's AIC. AIC close to AOC. I don't know. Whoa. Hot take. Hot take. (laughs) All right. Well, Mark. Dragon's Heaven. Dragon's Heaven. How do we end this, Mark? Let's see. Why did they call it Dragon's Heaven? Uh, There's an explanation of that in the manga. In that the what? the character There's asks, a manga. In, Wait, I mean, a few I pages that? of a manga. Yes, in that uh, a character okay. asks, "Why do they call it Dragon Seven? Do you think it's because it's a satellite <laughs> in space?" And uh, that's about as much as much as you get. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It might be because there's there you a go. satellite in space. There you go. There, I have Stories. no more questions now. All right, now you. I've. 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 Uh, uh, whatever. That's the show. Yeah, well, filled the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I yeah. give the show four robosexuals out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Hmm. It's a lot of robosexuals. I, I give the show. Uh, wow. Mark, tell your neighbor to uh, fuck off out of five. Okay. Yeah, tell him you're gonna have a baby. I will also uh, maybe get, you don't maybe you uh, don't want to share that information with him. I don't know. And maybe maybe tell him, hey, we've come over a bit too much, man. <laughs> tired of seeing you. <laughs> tired of it. All right. See, I got this child now. Oh no! But Miguel said, "Don't tell." I don't tell need him. you anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, I, have, I have a real friend now. I made this friend. <laughs> I made this friend. I, I I hate you so much. I had to make a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> literally made a new friend <laughs> this one I love <laughs> <laughs>
All right. And he has to love me. All right. <laughs> we'll end it with that. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, in a week, in two weeks. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Yeah, we still sequentially. Still need to review Metropolis. No, don't tell them about that. Oh, yeah, they don't know. The people don't uh, know. We could have tied it into this somehow. Easily. Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Future. Steampunk, but not steampunk. All right. See you guys in a bit. I'm living the dream. I'm watching two movies, one screen. Scott Adams always on the winning team. The masses flock and scream. Festival scenes so obscene. I mean what I mean. Ain't seen what I've seen or been where I've been. Life's been a dream. Sipping on lean. Clever and clean. Bigger than the cover of your magazine. Shooting like a fully loaded magazine. So obscene. I mean what I mean. Ain't seen what I've seen or been where I've been. Blood bleeds blue. Frozen when I'm with you. Ain't got shit to do. Wanna do nothing with you. Blood bleeds blue, frozen when I'm with you Ain't got shit to do, wanna do nothing with you I